You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here, we're actually here in London right now, but we've been doing stories on London and Dublin all about afternoon tea. Afternoon tea was created around 1800 by the Duchess of Bedford as a way for she and the upper class ladies to the lady friends. have a little sustenance. Yes between lunch and then the evening meal. When they're a bit peckish. A bit peckish, <laughs> yes. And here's the great thing. You don't have to be a duchess to enjoy an afternoon tea in London or Dublin. Um, wait a minute. I have thought this whole time I was a duchess. Well, wearing a crown around doesn't make you a duchess. This is really disappointing. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about how much you can just luxuriate an afternoon away, enjoying tea and finger sandwiches and clotted cream on scones. Mm, I love that. You know, it's really interesting. It's kind of one of those things a lot of people who are in the U.S., they always are kind of interested in afternoon tea because it's something that a lot of people don't do here. Very few places here do it. Certainly not a tradition here in the U.S. like it is there in Dublin, Ireland, and also in London. It is one of those things I know when I first went to London, I don't know, decades ago, that it was kind of on my list of to-dos, like, where can I go for an afternoon tea? Because we just don't do that here. And what's really interesting is it really is, it's not, for some people, it's a special thing maybe to go to a very special place. For many, many people, it's a daily ritual. And I think that's what's kind of fun about it is going there and having it, but really kind of enjoying yourself. One of the things we learned a little bit about is the different kinds of tea. When you hear people talking about a cream tea, that doesn't mean putting cream in your tea. That (laughs) means a tea where they're serving clotted cream. Which is delicious. With scones and and jam. And that's typically thought of, you know, down in Devon and Cornwall. We also need to define high tea versus low tea. Now, a lot of times in America, we'll call it high tea, but it's actually a Uh, low tea. Well, afternoon yeah, and they, tea they call, is actually a low tea. Yeah, and traditionally okay. called an afternoon tea. But yeah, we wouldn't say, I mean, we in the U.S. a lot of times use the word high tea. And it's actually kind of interesting. It actually means something different, which I had no idea. Yeah, high tea over here is something, it's more like your traditional dinner. Exactly. Um, Heavier food. But more of sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe a working class yeah. thing where uh, low tea is, thought of as the traditional afternoon tea with the finger sandwiches and the... But you're sitting on a low table and that's where that comes from, which I didn't realize that that was the connection. I mean, the type of food that's served and also where you might be eating that, which makes sense because when you're having just a light meal, you don't need to sit at a quote unquote table. I find the whole thing interesting. And of course, it was very painstaking. Very. For Jeff and I and our mini-me to go around and have amazing afternoon teas <laughs> at wonderful places so we could share them with you. Beyond the food, what was really fun about going to these was the historic atmosphere surrounding some of these hotels we're going to tell you about. Beyond, you know, obviously enjoying the food, enjoying the afternoon, what was really fun about some of these places we're going to tell you about is they're just full of history and you can just feel the history while you're sitting there. I totally agree. If you don't you know, get a glimpse of and enjoy the environment where you're at, you're kind of missing a piece of the pie. Coming up, we've got interviews with Keith Newton. He is with a company called Afternoon Tea that helps you book your teas. Also, we're going to be interviewing Chef Ed Cooney, a chef at the Marion Hotel. That's in Dublin. And then we're going to come back over to London for Joanne Todd, who is the chef at the Royal Horse Guards. 
And then finishing up with Chef Gary Hughes from the Shelbourne, another amazing place in Dublin. So, of course, we've got two places here. We've got two interviews in London, two in Dublin to round out our afternoon tea experience. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back with all those interviews. And again, we'll have a hot sheet for today's show. We'll have information on the interviews and places that you can book afternoon tea. Check that out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. hot what's not what's trending next up this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin going around enjoying our afternoon teas. And we are here to share them with you all about afternoon tea and this week's show. We're doing teas in London and Dublin. We've got interviews from both cities coming up. But first, we need to do hot topics in travel. And this week, we're going to rehab. Rehab? I know I ate a lot of these afternoon teas, but I don't know if I would consider it quite an addiction yet, although I'm well on my way. This is an article I found at Huffington Post. It's called The Comeback Kids, and they picked five former danger zones that are ready for travel. And when I saw these names, I thought, wow, those are places that, you know, in my mind, I associate with some very bad things that have happened there in the past. Okay. But apparently they have rehabilitated them to the oh. point where they're ready to become sort of the next the up-and-coming go-to destination. Okay. One, we've got Medellin, Colombia. Okay. Also in South America, we've got Ayacucho, Peru. Tell me a little bit about why they've rehabbed themselves. What have they done to cleanse themselves? Well, I think in most of the cases, like the crime has come down and the main government has been stabilized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are places in the past where things were kind of out of control. And now that things have been stabilized, there are beautiful places that people would naturally want to go to. Right. And uh, also now that things are stabilized, you know, people start opening restaurants, they start opening hotels and things like that. I've actually heard that Serbia is also kind of up and coming that way. Belgrade is possibly the next European destination that could become hot. Really? Uh, that, that a lot of people haven't been to. Huh. Two others on the list were Cambodia and Panama. Beyond the canal. <laughs> yeah. so, you can go through the canal. Now you can actually stop and get out. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tweet us at Travel Brigade and let us know what you think is an up-and-coming destination that maybe will be big in a few years that isn't Or a yet. form of danger zone. And up next, we have an interview with Keith Newton. He is from the website afternoontea.co.uk, and he knows everything there is to know about afternoon tea. He's going to give us a little uh, 411 on all of that. That interview coming up next. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are here in London, the beautiful city of London, doing a very traditional thing, having afternoon tea. We are at the Royal Horse Guards Hotel. One thing I love about coming over here is just all of the tradition, and one of the great traditions is their afternoon tea. Here to tell us more about it is Keith Newton. He's with afternoontea.co.uk. We're going to talk more about how that's a place where you can find everything you need to know about tea but Keith tell us about the tradition of afternoon tea here in Britain well hello thank you and uh, welcome to London 
and uh, to, uh, to Royal Horse Guards Hotel. Afternoon tea has been a tradition in uh, England, in, in Britain, for uh, several centuries now, since the 18th century when the Duchess of Bedford invited her friends to, uh, to enjoy food and, and tea in the afternoon. It became uh, a tradition from then. It became very popular. It became a very fashionable thing to do. Ladies, Queen Victoria became part of the, the fashion for afternoon tea. Uh, and once the royalty became part of it, uh, it really took off in society. And then over the years, as, as tea became cheaper and as people became more affluent, afternoon tea became more, more of a, a fixture in people's day. Although people in, uh, outside of the UK think that we all take afternoon tea every day, it's, still, uh, it's, it's only an occasional thing these days. But yeah, the tradition is still uh, alive and well. And, and here in London is the capital of the afternoon tea world. I think a lot of people, you know, when we come over here, a lot of people started asking us about places to go for tea and what to expect. So one of the things we did want to talk about a little bit about your website and a little bit about how it sort of calls out some of the different places you can have tea. It talks about maybe some highlights of each one of those places, but tell us a little bit about what you can expect at a traditional afternoon tea and what the difference from an afternoon tea is in a high tea, because I think there's a little bit of misconceptions for Americans knowing what the difference is. What Kathleen is basically saying is, how can I, when I come over here and go, hey, where do I get tea? Like, not come off sounding like a stupid American. Teach me some terms here. People tend to associate afternoon tea with, with hotels, because afternoon tea, it isn't just about the food and the drink. It's about, it's about the whole experience of afternoon tea. So you're not just buying, it's not a meal you're buying, it's not just about sustenance for the, for the afternoon. It's about the whole experience of afternoon tea. So we promote afternoon tea in, in hotels, some of the top hotels in, in London, the Ritz, the Dorchester, the Royal Horse Guards, where we are today. And it's part of the whole experience. So, so you're not just buying tea and cakes and sandwiches and scones. Uh, you're buying the experience as well. So the website gives you a choice of hundreds of different venues across London and across the UK. It gives you all the information you need to know. Do you need to wear a shirt and tie? For example, people still think that you have to wear um, a shirt and tie if you go for afternoon tea in, in a, in a five-star hotel in London. In some of them you do, but most of them you, you don't. But the website gives you all of that information. So the idea is to say people give you all the information you need so you feel comfortable going for afternoon tea. You know what to expect. You know how much you're going to pay and you can walk into a nice hotel and feel comfortable because at the end of the day it's about a good experience. Tell us a little bit about what people might expect on a menu for afternoon tea. Is it just the tea? Is it tea and scones? Is it tea and finger sandwiches? What would be in your mind sort of a traditional tea? A traditional afternoon tea consists of three elements. So it's a selection of sandwiches, uh, traditionally things like cucumber and cream cheese, uh, smoked salmon, uh, ham and mustard. These would be uh, traditional sandwiches. It's a selection of uh, sandwiches cut into into finger shapes uh, or into small triangles and then after that would be served scones usually hot they won't be on the table when you arrive they'll be served after you finish the sandwiches and that will be served with a selection of jams and with cream often clotted cream uh, from from devon and then following that you'll be served a selection of uh, cakes and pastries so tell us a little bit about your website for people that are looking for afternoon tea, that, you know, whether they're in Belfast, whether they're in London, whether they're in Dublin. Tell us a little bit about your information for the website and what people can find out there. So although London is seen as the, the capital of afternoon tea, afternoon tea is served throughout the UK. And so we try to uh, present a, a selection of venues across the UK from Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and it, some of them are hotels, some restaurants, uh, some smaller tea shops. And the idea is to give you a choice of venues, no matter where you're visiting in the UK, um, where you can go for a traditional afternoon tea and you can book online. You get, you get instant availability and instant confirmation. So you know that your booking has been made and you're confident that when you turn up at the hotel, they 
they've got your booking. So the bookings go through our website directly to the hotel. Uh, you don't pay us. Uh, you, you make your reservation through the website, but you pay for your afternoon tea when you uh, when you visit on the day. And so hopefully you have the confidence that, that you're going to a, to a place that's going to offer you a, a quality afternoon tea. We, we, we work very closely with some of the top hotels and restaurants around the UK. Uh, we do exclusive promotions so that you can get special deals and offers that you can't necessarily get elsewhere or by going directly to the hotel. And we, we always say that the hotels that we work best are the ones that care about their afternoon tea and they want you to have a good experience. We're going to be enjoying our afternoon tea here and we're going to be talking with the pastry chef later on in today's show. Make sure that you check out our website, travelbrigade.com or follow us at Travel Brigade on Twitter. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin enjoying our afternoon teas all around London and Dublin. We just had a great interview with Keith Newton. Of course, he's got so much information. I was going to say how I ran into Keith was actually searching for afternoon teas and his website came up. And it's really interesting talking about reservations. You actually can, of course, call each one of the locations where you're interested in it. But what I like about Keith's website is that he has information and actually can make reservations straight there on his website. It is required. And he did say that if you want to do afternoon tea and do it right, you definitely need to call ahead and make a reservation. The dress is a little bit different depending on the establishment. It's kind of tricky. I don't think a lot of these places have like a strict dress code that they enforce. However, if you're showing up in jeans and a t-shirt, you're going to feel out of place. I was going to say, but some of them do. Like if you're going to certain establishments, some of them do have specific dress requirements. And so when you do make those reservations, check ahead because you don't want to be there without your suit coat and realize that it is required. Here's my thing on that too, is even when you're traveling, like if you're going out somewhere nice and you really want to make an event of it, get dressed up. It makes it that much more enjoyable. That's true. It is. Take a few extra minutes, wear that nice, I mean, if in the spring or the fall or the summer, wear that nice little dress. And, you know, wear a nice coat and a tie. It is part of the pleasure. You're there for several hours just slowly going through these courses and enjoying your afternoon tea and the ambiance. So why not get dressed up? Coming up, we've got an interview with Ed Cooney. He is the chef at the Marion Hotel, which does a really interesting art tea that we had so much fun at. That's true. We had a great time at the Marion. As a matter of fact, had a little celebrity sighting while we were there. Jack White. That's right. Jack White from the White Stripes was there. Jack was so close to us. I thought he was actually walking over to our table and having tea with us. I thought he was like, hey, Travel Brigade, do you mind if I join you for some tea? Alas, he was getting ready for his concert. But it was a close call. Jack White or no Jack White, the art tea at the Marion is a truly amazing experience that we're going to talk more about. Yes, that's right. Coming up next, our interview with Chef Ed Cooney right after this. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, and we have been having an amazing time in Ireland and in London having high tea or afternoon tea, as they call it there. One of the places that we went for tea was the Marion, and it's a beautiful hotel in downtown Dublin. As a matter of fact, when we showed up at the Marion, it's almost like an old Georgian house or something. We almost didn't even realize it was a hotel. It was laid into the neighborhood so beautifully, just right off the corner of Stevens Green. It's such a beautiful area, part of part of Dublin there. And then when you walk in, you have all these wonderful surprises there at the Marion. And we were keeping quite good company, I would say, that day. Yeah, we happened to see uh, Jack White walking through the lobby that day. But I hesitate to say we had tea at the Marion because... It's an experience. It was an experience. It was an art experience. And we actually ate art. And we'll be posting some photos with this episode that you've got to check out. They have this beautiful art collection there. During the tea, they make little desserts that match the art. And it's, it's something spectacular. Here to tell us more about it is Ed Cooney. He is the chef at the Marion. Ed, thanks for joining us. And tell us a little bit about the history of this amazing property there. Thanks for having me on your show, Jeff, and nice to speak with you, Kathleen, as well. I guess to tell you a little bit about our art afternoon tea, I I would need to go back to the opening of the hotel, which was in 1997. I've been the executive chef here since we opened. But having worked in London previously, I was fully aware of afternoon tea and that you know that that wonderful meal that celebrates afternoon and all things tea so i wanted with our wonderful drawing rooms here in in the marion i felt that these rooms were just tailor-made for afternoon tea so in effect what i created was um what i what i would call a, a, a traditional english afternoon tea but we 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 call it an irish afternoon tea Uh, And I base that on on all of the best qualities and um, elements of of an afternoon tea that you would get in, you know, in in the finest hotels in London. So as the years went by, it was a a great success. And and like I say, our drawing rooms were tailor-made for afternoon tea with all of the elegance and the art, etc. But like everything, things evolve and things change. And I wanted a lot of our competitors had had begun to um, imitate what we were doing. So we were looking for a while to try and make it a little bit more unique and a little bit more special and like lots of things in life the answer was staring us straight in the face literally hanging on our walls but it took us a while to realize it so we, we did have a little bit of a eureka moment where we went art as you've already alluded to the marion hotel has a wonderful private art collection yes it's um, actually one of the largest private collections and certainly they're in a hotel it's it's, it's quite special it is it is pretty special so we eventually uh, landed on 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 the art concept and so having decided that we wanted to give our afternoon tea an art feel we myself and paul kelly our, our, our executive pastry chef said about creating an art tea now having said all of that we we set out to to do something and like everything else it, it, it turned into a journey and it took us a, a little bit longer than we expected so it probably took us about 18 months altogether to be completely happy with what we had come up with so to cut a long story short what myself and Paul used to do is we, we, we chose 10 pieces of art from, from hanging on the walls and we looked at colors, textures, shapes, angles and eventually after a lot of you know trial and error we, we kind of we went around separately and we stood in front of each painting and we wrote down six six elements that we felt we saw in each painting and we compared notes so whether, whether it be a color a texture a taste um, anything that, that the painting might inspire us that we could use in food we compared notes and then we set about um, creating our pastries so we wanted something very special very fine each each little pastry is handmade every day so it's very exact and it's very labor intensive but it needed to be to be special. And they are special. When they come out, I mean, each day you have uh, sort of a different selection that you do each day, so they're not the yeah. same each day. Yeah. 
So what we do is we, we, we have created 10 pastries and on any given day we use three. So uh, just to explain to you, our, our afternoon tea comes in, in two courses. So your initial course will be uh, what we call the savouries, you know, the finger sandwiches, the cucumber sandwiches and the egg and cress and so on. And you'll have some scones and jam and clotted cream and lemon curd and tea breads and obviously we have a huge selection of teas that are tea master and we have like a tea um we have tea masters um who will explain all of the different teas that you you, you can match with our different um this is called my sommelier of tea sommelier, <laughs> what I was looking sorry so no we, and i noticed too that when you bring out these pieces though you also bring a miniature piece of the artwork to explain a little bit about right. the piece of artwork and yes. put it behind the pastry which i thought was really great and yeah. we actually had our teenager there with us uh, and not only did she think it was delicious, but I think she actually learned something as well, which I thought was really a nice bonus. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole um, experience is based around elegance and finesse. And obviously, uh, afternoon tea is, uh, service is very important to afternoon tea because it's it's kind of a rolling meal that goes on for two hours or more. And it's the time to relax and just kick back for the want of a better expression and enjoy the surroundings and enjoy the food. I like the or more part of that and the two hours or more. What really stunned me, just to um, give our listeners kind of an example, is, for example, there was a painting of a house Mm -hmm. and you had sort of a miniature version of that house. Right. Uh, created out of cakes and different things. The whole thing is just incredible. Also, people can book a tour of the gallery there in the hotel and then and then do tea. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we we can organize tours with qualified art experts who will give you a tour of the hotel and all of the art and explain anything you need, anything that needs explaining with regards to the artist and the inspiration behind behind the works of art that are here. And and obviously nothing better than to finish that tour with uh, your art afternoon tea. Thank you so much. And again, we just encourage anyone that's in Dublin to stop there by the Marion mm-hmm. and, you know, stay at the hotel. It's such a beautiful hotel, but also make sure that you take in the afternoon tea. Tell us a little bit of where, where people can contact the hotel. Well, obviously, all, all this information is on our website at marionhotel.com, or you can just contact us by, through our main switchboard. Great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And again, a beautiful, beautiful hotel with a beautiful art afternoon tea. It's one of our special experiences while we're there in Dublin. You can check us out at our website, travelbrigade.com. You can also follow us at Twitter on Travel Brigade. Thank you, Kathleen. We will be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, who I'm actually seeing him reaching over to get his last little sandwich off the tray. Somebody's got to eat them. They're not going to eat themselves. (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of funny. We've been to a couple of places and the teas have been so huge. I mean, they really, even though they act like it's a light, delicate tea and you get all these courses... You are full. There is like, you're not eating dinner anytime soon after that. They box them up and send them home with us. Yeah, I would really suggest like, 
skipping lunch and doing like an early afternoon tea. Two reasons. One, yeah, you won't want to eat again until a, a late dinner. And two, it gives you the whole afternoon to That's just, true. you know, while away your time. There. Yeah, you can have a biscuit every half an hour and a sandwich every half an hour while you go. But that kind of brings us in. I know we've touched lightly on this in some of the interviews, but talking about what's actually included in an afternoon tea. Well, should we start with the drink? For some people, obvious, and for some people, not. It does include... <laughs> A choice of tea. But this is the non-obvious part. It doesn't have to be tea. You can actually choose between, you know, a coffee, a hot chocolate, if you're bringing the mini-me's. But the nice thing about the teas is there's generally a tea menu and you actually can choose. And sometimes different, if you finish one tea, you want to try another tea. There's actually usually a tea menu and you can actually try different teas. Yeah. And when you order these teas, somebody doesn't just run over and pull a spout and tea comes out and they bring it to your table. No. What they do is they go get the loose leaf tea, put it in a pot to seep, and then they come, and this is part of the whole pleasure of it. It's so elegant. They come and they put a little strainer over your cup and pour the tea into your cup. You know, the strainer catches the little pieces of tea leaves. And we actually went to one place that actually kept warmers underneath the tea. So the whole thing, everyone does it a little bit differently, which is, what you know, what's part of the fun. But of course, that is a staple right there, having tea. And then it always starts with a little tray that's brought out with usually Usually three tiers of different things on there. And what is always on there is tea sandwiches. Generally, the variety can change, but traditionally there's always an egg sandwich, like an egg salad. There's always a cucumbers and cream cheese. Generally, there's some sort of a fish and generally there's some sort of like a roast beef. And then sometimes like one of the places we went, we had like a curry chicken and we had a couple of different variations on that. All really good. Yeah. And it's so fun the way they bring them out in the tiers and you just sort of start at the bottom and eat your way up or start in the middle and eat your way up and down. The next tier is the scones with clotted cream and the scones are served warm. That's true. We were told it's not a good tea if the scones are not served warm. And it's kind of interesting because some people bring them out in the tier thing. And then we also went to places that brought, you know, so you had your finger sandwiches and then they actually brought out warm scones on the side. So either way, traditionally, they are served either with jam, which very heavy in the UK strawberries. Strawberry jam is very heavy. Also with lemon curd, which I basically had to tell Jeff, it's almost like an addiction. After like his fourth, I was like, okay, hun, enough with the lemon curd. And not just for scones. There's more things you can put lemon <laughs> curd on than things you can't and, have it, and have it improve your meal. Jeff has really never found anything that he couldn't put lemon curd on, but that was his addiction. Mine was the clotted cream, which I can't even quite explain it except for it's thicker. It sounds so weird. <laughs> I would put it somewhere it's... Between it's, butter and heavy whipped cream. Yeah, I would put it somewhere between, in terms of both consistency and sweetness, I would put it somewhere between regular whipped cream and yogurt. You're wrong. I'm going to veto that. It's thick. You actually have to spread it. So you have to take a knife and you have to literally, it's not light, it's heavy and thick, almost like a butter, but it doesn't taste like a butter. It tastes... Well, it's amazing. That is worth a flight alone. <laughs> To go to Dublin or London to have some clotted cream. Now, you can find clotted cream in very few places in the U.S., but you have to know what you're looking for. There's places here in the U.S. that try and do afternoon tea and they'll substitute like a whipped cream or something instead of clotted cream. No, 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 no. It's got to be the clotted cream. And you put the clotted cream on first and then you either put the lemon curd and or strawberry jam. Delicious. I know we've had like 5 million afternoon teas at this point, but I'm kind of going, gosh, I really want some of those warm biscuits right now. The final sort of course in your afternoon tea is desserts. Yes, and desserts come in a wide variety. 
Some afternoon teas bring slices of cake. Some do mini pastries, like we talked about at the Marianne. They do art pastries. We've had everything from little individual cake pops to tarts to everything you can imagine. And they're all unique and different and fresh. These places that we're talking about that we'll have listed, I mean, literally out of the oven a few hours before, the pastries are just absolutely delicious. But yes, the pastries. So you have these big, you know, three courses. As a matter of fact, there was more than one place that we didn't finish our scones. At our upcoming interview, Joanne Todd at the Royal Hearts Guards, when we were leaving there, we had some scones left and they go, would you like us to pack them to go? They didn't take the scones off our tray. They went back in the back and filled us a box full of scones and beautiful jam and sent them home. I pretty much was happy the rest of the night. We've got that interview with Joanne Todd coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check out the hot sheet for today's show where we'll have contact information for all of our guests. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I'm here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, as well as my second co-host, Just the Afternoon Tea. We are here at the Royal Horse Guards Hotel. It is a beautiful hotel right in the middle of all the action here in downtown London. And after we went to the changing of the guards, we went to the Royal Muse this morning. What an appropriate way to finish out the morning, starting in the afternoon, is some afternoon tea. I think they should just call it a spa day for your mouth because I feel like it's (laughs) sort of like a spa day because you're sort of giving yourself permission to relax and just enjoy the afternoon and then you get to eat all these wonderful things while you do that. We're here at the hotel and we pulled the most important person here when it comes to afternoon tea, Joanne Todd, who is the head pastry chef here, who has created this beautiful afternoon tea that is here at the hotel. Can you tell us a little bit about the afternoon tea here in the uh, hotel, a little bit about how it was designed and maybe what customers can expect when they come to book an afternoon tea here? The afternoon tea here is served usually between 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And usually you should expect a really good selection of fresh, delicate sandwiches. They're usually finger sandwiches with the crusts cut off, and they'll be filled with some traditional English fillings such as cucumber and cream cheese, coronation chicken, roast beef and horseradish, and smoked salmon and cream cheese. We also like to give a few contemporary bites, so we have some shoe pastries filled with egg and cress. We have some little mini muffins with bacon and cheese, and there's a seasonal variation going through the year. Also, you would expect to get some fantastic scones. They should come out nice and warm from the oven, and usually a filled with a selection of fruit or just plain. They're served with a strawberry jam usually, but you can also request all different fruit flavors. And then a Cornish clotted cream. Cornwall makes the best and the signature clotted cream of the UK, and it's a really thick and luxurious, creamy texture to put on your scones. With the scones, you can go cream first or jam first, but there's a lot of etiquette involved within the afternoon tea experience. But we always say that it's just best to enjoy the way that you feel most comfortable. Then finally, you would have a selection of pastries and Sometimes that would include some large cakes as well, slices cake. We do a daily selection of fresh cakes here at the Royal Horse Guards. But our signature afternoon tea comes mainly with uh, miniature pastries. At the moment, we have some beautiful selection of seasonal pastries. We have a melaton slice filled with a honey and lavender honey um, mousse. We have a macaroon with amaretto and amaretti biscuit. We have a strawberry curd tart with a mint marshmallow. And we have a black cherry and pistachio lollipop. Finally, we have this 
lovely shot glass, which we call the chocolatey shot. And that's made with my own signature blend of chocolate named chocolatey, which is very aromatic and it comes from a blend of four different South American chocolate beans from Venezuela, Cuba, Ecuador and St. Dominique. And this really complements the Darjeeling tea, which we serve on our menu. The top of the shot is made with a panna cotta, and the panna cotta is infused with the Darjeeling tea to complement the chocolate, and that's topped finally with a walnut crumble. Now, with any afternoon tea experience, of course, the main part is the tea itself, and we have a award-winning selection of 19 different blends of tea and herbal infusion. The teas can range from our own signature blend, which is strawberries and cream, which I help design along with my tea familiars. And you can also choose coffee if tea is not something that you would normally partake in, and also hot chocolate for the kids. We do do a children's afternoon tea as well, which is a fun and colourful version of the traditional classic. And on that, you'll get things like dinosaur cookies and bubblegum jelly. We even have, at the moment, little beehives made from meringue. And the sandwiches are shaped in fun shapes, such as jigsaw shapes or flowers. Um, So there's something here for all the family to enjoy and spend the afternoon and relax. Tell us a little bit about the theme teas that you do throughout the year and why people might want to come, you know, when they're here, whether it's the Royal Ascot or whether it's, you know, a particular holiday, how your teas sort of change. One of the things that uh, myself and the hotel have found the most exciting about afternoon tea is not only the classic, it is these theme teas that we run usually on a monthly basis throughout the year. Currently, this year, we've done a whole multitude of afternoon teas from the Naughty, which was a burlesque flavored, designed for Valentine's Day. So that was something that couples could come and indulge in and have chocolate-flavored lipsticks and corset cookies. And then we have things like the Ascot afternoon tea, which was great for the ladies going down to Ascot for the day, come back and enjoy an afternoon tea and relax and take the heels off. And then we have things like Wimbledon. So great if you're going to center court for the day. You can also come here and have a beautiful Wimbledon afternoon tea. And then we do the major holidays, so a festive afternoon tea with some real classic English pastries such as mince pies and even a Christmas pudding cake pop. And then also bonfire night, which is a very English holiday celebrating Guy Fawkes, which is a big bonfire and firework celebration. And then we had a Halloween afternoon tea, and we do that alongside our charity gala dinner. Also recently, we were commissioned by Warner Brothers Pictures to create an afternoon tea in celebration of the Grace of Monaco movie that was released in June. And that was heavily based around the fashion side of Grace Kelly and was incredibly popular amongst people who were, especially if they were going to see the film that afternoon. Two things. I need a gallon of clotted cream to go. Um, Now that I've had it, I'm trying to find new ways to work it into my diet. And secondly, where can people, if they want to find out more about booking a tea here at Royal Horse Guards Hotel, where can they go? You can book here at the Royal Horse Guards direct on our website, which is www.theroyalhorseguards.com. Alternatively, one of the most popular sites in Britain is afternoontea.co.uk where they have all different London properties available for afternoon tea and you can book direct with us through them. Thank you so much. We are enjoying our tea. We're going to go finish it having such a lovely time here today. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Make sure that you check out our website travelbrigade.com or you can follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade.
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin enjoying our afternoon tea all over London and Dublin. One of the things that's really fun about this, besides obviously the great food and the great tea, is that it's sort of a history lesson when you come to some of these places we've been well, talking about on yeah. today's show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mentioned before that I kind of think you're kind of missing the marker or missing a piece of the pie if you don't. And that kind of goes back to the whole time issue. You're going to these beautiful historic hotels and locations and you want to enjoy yourself while you're there. But they also all have so much history. For example, when we went to the Marion, they've got this beautiful art collection and that tied into it. And the Royal Horse Guards is known for so many historic events there in London. And of course, our upcoming interview here with Gary Hughes from the Shelbourne. The Shelbourne has its own museum just dedicated to the Irish history there in Dublin. And that's amazing as well. How many hotels have you been to where they wrote the Constitution for a country there? I've been to one (laughs) called the Shelbourne. The little museum that they have on the side of the hotel off the main lobby is so interesting. They have original artifacts there of menus, uh, hotel guest registries, drafts of the Constitution. Absolutely amazing. And like I said, I keep saying this, but every single one of these hotels that we have gone to to have afternoon tea all have such a unique history that it's just amazing to have that as part of your experience. Coming up, we've got an interview with Chef Gary Hughes at the Shelbourne in Dublin. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Sitting in the Shelbourne Hotel, a very historic hotel in Dublin. The place is dripping with history. We're sitting by the fire, looking out on St. Stephen's Green. It was just like a perfect afternoon. I never wanted it to end. I never wanted to leave. Not to mention there in the lobby of the hotel, they have almost this little museum of all these amazing artifacts of, of like historical and significant events in Irish history. And that's also just a really great thing to see. But you know what? Everything in the tea was so good that even if we had been sitting in a cafeteria on plastic chairs, it would have been great because it was so (laughs) good. Here to tell us more about it is Chef Gary Hughes with the Shelbourne. Gary, tell us a little bit about the Shelbourne tea. Uh, What makes it unique? What you guys were going for when you created it? Um, Well, thank you for your kind comments, firstly. Um, What we do with the tea is I created a Shelbourne moment tea where I was able to go back in time and uh, recreate afternoon teas and pastries that we've done down over the last 190 years, which is quite unique to produce. You're not, Gary, you're not telling me those pastries we ate were over 100 years old, were you? They were actually Um, fresh pastries. (laughs) <laughs> but no, what I did for the museum, um, I was able to go to the museum and take key dates and key events that have happened in the hotel over the last 190 years. And I was wow. able to put my twist on what they would be today. Yeah, it's really, well, first of all, again, it's such a fun experience and coming in there and we love to watch and observe people when we're there and, you know, we enjoyed our own experience, but it's always fun for us to like look around and see, you know, businessmen sitting there, uh, mothers and daughters coming in for a special occasion, a group of girlfriends coming in. And it is kind of always fun to watch, you know, people sort of coming to have this little special afternoon tea and, and, and the experiences and them enjoying it and, and sort of savoring everything there is in it. It's just such a fun tradition. I think for us, 
a lot of people here in, in America. It's always one of those things we want to try when we go, you know, to a place like like Dublin or a place like London. We kind of are doing this show based on just kind of that whole concept of afternoon tea and how it's such a fun thing. But it's something we don't do here, and it's it's such a fun tradition. Tell us how it's such a tradition there in Dublin. The Shelburne Hotel firstly belongs to the people of Dublin, I and mean, it's kind of like one of those places you have to see. Uh, we, we take it back to um, 1916 when the Irish Revolution was going on, and um, the British Army used to be held up in the hotel, and they actually used to have afternoon tea, uh, which is which is quite unique. So that's how far it goes back. What we have here is. You have somebody that would come in. Like I, I remember when I was 15, when I first started working in the hotel, and I used to prepare some of the pastries for the afternoon tea. Now, they let me out for good behaviour, and I came back a lot, long time later to be the, the executive chef. But everybody has a history. I remember when I was eight years old, and my dad brought me in for a scone, and he had a cup of tea, and I just had like a fizzy drink. But everybody has a story. Everybody has some link to the hotel down through the years, which makes it such a quite unique hotel and a quite a unique experience coming into our afternoon tea. As you say, you uh, sort of went back and uncovered things over the last 190 years. Was there anything that you ended up putting on the menu that's it's become sort yeah. of a surprise favorite that maybe people yeah, yeah, wouldn't have known yeah, about. Well, yeah, well, what I've done is I looked at the big events that happen in Dublin every year. We have the, the horse show, which happens every um, August. We, as the Selborne, we um, look after the Irish rugby team. So uh, the hotel is unanimous with rugby. And then for my third dessert, I looked at um, Christmas, which is another huge time here in the hotel. So I found menus dating back to those three events. And like, I'll give you examples of the, the three desserts when they actually came from. Like the blackberry mousse was served at a dinner party here in 1924 that we recreated for the menu. The, the chocolate mousse with mango and passion fruit, which is my favourite, <laughs> uh, was, Very good. Was served, yes, it was served in 1956 when Ireland played Wales in the rugby. There, uh, another link into that was two years ago, I was the guest chef for the Heineken Cup final, and I recreated that dish for the final that night, so it was quite a unique moment. The last one then is the pavlova, and the pavlova is on nearly every menu for the horse show because it's in the summer and there's, there's limes, there's strawberries. It speaks for itself, each dish is so individual and it's so individual to each event that is tied into it. Um, so it was a pleasure to recreate what has been done in the past. When you talk about historical events, at the hotel, um, I don't know that anything tops, and I, I don't know that I've ever been to any other hotel where people sat down and wrote a constitution for a country. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the, we have the constitution room upstairs where, going back to 1916, when obviously the Irish Revolution was going on with the British Army, and when it was agreed that all the fighting would stop. Well, it still continued on for a lot of years, but when they tried to put the original constitution in, um, upstairs you had Michael Collins and all of the important people that time for Ireland and the UK sat around and they drew up the constitution and they signed it in that room. Um, and we actually still have the original chairs and we have a draft copy of the constitution in the room. We've actually put them in our museum now. So to be related to a hotel that has that history is quite unique. I think anybody coming to visit Ireland uh, needs to see where history was made and to have it in that room is, is amazing. 
it's so many angles. You know, another thing is kind of how we found the hotel, which was we had heard about the Shelbourne, but the reason we actually first had come to the Shelbourne was to meet with Helen Kelly, who's a your genealogy butler, which is kind of yeah. a whole different take on history. We came to do some tracing of our Irish roots, my Irish roots. And so <laughs> tell us a little bit about Helen, because I think that's such a unique thing as well, a, a offering that the hotel has. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm, from what I'm told, she's the only one in the world that does it. Um, we call her the Mary queen. Poppins of, of Ireland. <laughs> she's such a, <laughs> such a sweet lady. Yeah, and she's been a great help to me. Like when I, when I go through the menus, I, I, need, I need to make sure that everything is, is correct, that, that, that it was from the right time in history. So she would help me out on those um, subjects. But yeah, it's quite unique where a lot of, a lot of, Irish Americans would come back to trace their roots and for the hotel to actually offer a service of providing some steps to take it is so so unique no there's, 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 there's absolutely nothing like it to be able to give that service to people that would come in like we've recently just done um a TV show on the Shelburne where we've done six episodes and one of the episodes where we had a, a guest lady and she remembered coming to the hotel when I think she was four with her dad and um, with the help of Helen Kelly and going through the museum they actually found his signature oh, wow. in the guest log so oh. I think it was an episode, uh, it was an episode um, three but it was a quite um, moving experience I don't think there was a dry eye in the house and everybody was watching us and the lady she was a quite happy but she was quite upset to see her dad's signature oh. and she never seen it before the same thing like I don't know what other hotel could offer that because in this day and age a lot of hotels don't keep journals you know it's all right. iPads and emails and the written pen has gone away so for us to have a museum of all our logs there where there's a log there where John F. Kennedy had signed when, when he stayed here yeah, you know, I think it, there is something like when you walk into the Shelbourne, you, there is all this history, and I think you just feel it around you. I mean, you, you get to learn more about it, and you're right with Helen. I mean, Helen, is you're, it's such a unique service having a genealogy butler, and she's so knowledgeable. There's so many things that she could sit down in an hour and discuss with you that you, just looking at a piece of paper that you've got or traced or found, she puts such depth into it, and I think that's kind of just the whole hotel's like that. I mean, there's so much depth to it. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about where people can contact the Shelbourne and get information either on the hotel or genealogy butler or making reservations there for afternoon tea? Well, if you go on to the website, um, you'll find all the information at www.theshelbournehotel.ie. And from there, you can open up the website and we have all our F&B, we have all our conference and banqueting, all about our bedrooms. Everything can be found there. But if that doesn't help, just call the direct line to Ireland would be 003531 Six six three four five hundred, and any of our staff would be delighted to assist. Thank you, Chef Gary, so much for spending time with us today. This is Travel Brigade. We've got more coming up on today's show. Make sure that you check us out on our website, travelbrigade.com, or you can follow us at Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. We are here, of course. We've been eating our way. We went to Dublin. Now we're in London having some amazing afternoon teas. As a matter of fact, we're just getting ready to pack up and head home. And I'm wondering how many cans of clotted cream I can fit in my 
suitcase. We've had our tea. We've had our finger sandwiches. We've had our scones. We've, we've had, had our, our fun. Our desserts. Yeah. We've had our fun. And now it's come to the point in the show where he said, she said, where we each pick our three favorite things about what we did on this episode. As always, she said goes first. Well, I think I haven't been shy about it in the episode. It's actually the destination, the hotels, the environment themselves at the afternoon teas in. You're kind of missing out if you don't enjoy where you're at and the history there. So I love each one of the hotels we've been at. Amazing historic history, part of the fun. My number three was being able to try all these different teas. I enjoy tea. I'm not a tea expert, but at all these different places we went to, I kind of learned more about different types of tea and what goes well with different dishes and everything like that. And it was really fun to just kind of try these different teas and and learn more about them. Jeff thinks he's now a tea connoisseur. A tea snob. I'm going to go with my number two. I've been thinking about this, but I can't quite describe it except for I'm going to say it's the way you feel when you have afternoon tea. There's something special about it, and maybe I can't quite pinpoint it or put my finger on it, but there is something special about just spending an afternoon having afternoon tea. We went with our mini-me. She just had such a lovely time. It was one of her favorite things about both being in Dublin and in London, having a beautiful, wonderful, relaxing, getting to dress up, just sitting back, sipping on tea. It's the way that you feel. It's the way it makes you feel. Mine's along those same lines. Mine is being in no hurry. Two words, no hurry. You can take as much time as you want and just luxuriate in the time that you have. Well, that brings me to my number one, and that's clotted cream. Hey, America, you're a little behind on this. You know, I know we had the whole Boston tea party and all that. We threw the tea in the river, so we drink coffee. But let me tell you, you missed out on the clotted cream. You should have brought it along. My number one is also a food item, lemon curd. (laughs) I'm going to help bring our two nations together, America and England. Here's what I want everybody, whether you're an American listening or a British person listening, go make a peanut butter sandwich with lemon curd. Ooh, I didn't see that in any tray and afternoon tea at all. No, this is my own invention. I clearly, America, we don't have a lot of lemon curd in Britain. They don't have a lot of peanut butter, but if we put the two together, tweet us at Travel Brigade and tell me if it wasn't just like one of the best things you ever had. And that was after a few cups of tea. Jeff thought of that one. Hey, thanks. We have had such a great show today. We're a little bit fuller. Had a great time. Can't wait to go back, you know, another time and try some more teas. Check out some of the websites. We will have information on those websites on our hot sheet for today's show that you can check out at TravelBrigade.com and make sure while you're doing that, you can follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. It's time for us to move on. We will be back next week with another great destination. In the meantime, please remember there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week. See you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.